the shore where the mountains meet the sea in a clapboard shack by a broken tree. There's a light in the window, just salt the gals inside. I'm not sure if they're witches, but you know that's implied. Got the storytelling, ego swelling, pillow talking, moonlight walking, sea Welcome to the Sea Hags Podcast. I'm Chris Sheppa. Uh, and I'm Kitty Norgard, and with us this week is, uh, what was that? What are you laughing about, little missy? Oh, I'm just enjoying your company right now. <laughs> <laughs> Our guest this week is a local comedian and a fellow podcaster, Mr. Taylor Mori is here. Hi. Hi. <laughs> We're all very, uh, it's, it's late on a Sunday. We're doing our best. We're doing our best. I'm having a fucking great time. What are you guys talking about? No, I just, I, I realized I was like, ste- I was just like, yeah, better than bad. This is what we're doing. And then I just had no steam at the end of my sentence. I was like, and Taylor's here. So here we are. And we're going to do this. That's How's ge- everybody doing? That's fine. That's generally the energy that's like, that introduces me. It's just like, oh, and, and he's here. And so. he's here. Yeah. And he's here. He's not not here. He is here now. Yes. You came from so far away when you told me where I... you were coming from. I was so upset. I feel really bad about it. I was Do... like, why? I've I've gone like for my own show. I've gone to like Coquitlam and North Van and Surrey for for shows. So I, I don't mind. It's not that. Big but you deal. just have to schlep around on transit. Like, <laughs> but do you listen to podcasts when you're doing that, or uh, just just music? Usually, yeah. I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, which is probably a weak point. Uh, um, <laughs> But, or not, because all we do is quote other podcasts on this podcast. So. Okay, so yeah, then all mine is just original content and stories told twice. So. <laughs> we also do that. Yeah. <laughs> We're covering all our shitty bases <laughs> on the CX. Yeah. Oh boy. So yeah, you came from Steveston to be here, which we very much appreciate. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And we'll give you at least a partial ride home, because that's so far. on a Sunday, when the buses are the worst ever, <laughs> they're not at their best. Yeah, they're th- my first bus leaving are. home was late, and then the one that I caught from Waterfront was late. God, <laughs> so you would have had two two buses and a train at least, hey? Yeah. Oh, Lord. Okay, that's too much. <laughs> this, Nobody should have to do that for this show. <laughs> well, the, you know what? This, if this will give anybody a point of reference from... For where I live, I live about five minutes away from where that girl got grabbed by the sea lion. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great point of reference. Yeah. It's where all of the whale watching tours depart from. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I drove you there once. Yeah, so festive. Yeah. So, like, summary. This oh, is yeah. my friend Katie. We're here to see whales, and she drove me here. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, where all the things are filmed, right? Like, yes. every time that they need, like, a little seaside Storybrook town. Village. That's, yeah, we is live that... right beside there. Mm-hmm. From Once uh, Upon a Time? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Godzilla was filmed there. <laughs> Why? There's no buildings. It's because they needed a they needed a wharf. They filmed the wharf. Oh, he has there. to come out of the water. Yeah, feet, exactly. I think. Yeah. Is Godzilla a lady? I think Godzilla's a woman. <laughs> Godzilla is a strong, independent woman. <laughs> well, depending on which. See, I've seen a lot of Godzilla movies, so depending on which iteration you kind of you expert. believe in, uh, uh, Godzilla is either. Uh, Truly gender fluid, so that it reprodu- reproduces <laughs> my kind of monster. With himself. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, life finds a way. <laughs> life uh, uh, finds a way. <laughs> Careful. <laughs> yeah, don't do Jeff Goldblum in Katie's presence because she might die. I'm already kind of sweaty, so. <laughs> so you're a dork too, hey? Yeah. You're a podcast. You you also up are a caster of pods. Yes. And you, how long have you been doing this for? That uh, hurt me when you said it like that. A caster of pods. That hurt. It hurt. I, I, coming up with words as my mouth is moving is really challenging. I throw today. nets at families of whales, so I am a caster of pods. A, cast- a caster net. 
Boom. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Magic miss. <laughs> okay, but I have been listening to only the Adventure Zone exclusively and just all Dungeons and Dragons podcasts. So. Oh, yeah. yeah so, so you've gone like uber nerd on us. I have, and it really makes me want to... I used to have a lot of D20s and stuff, and now I kind of want them back again. He's downloading PDFs of character sheets to fill in. <laughs> PDFs of character sheets? Excuse me, I would create my own original Exactly, one. we have an OG nerd. Excuse me. I'm so sorry, Chris has been known to cre- recreate her favorite television shows in The Sims 3. I was doing Vampire the Masquerade before there were even PDFs that existed. Like, it was just like, you'd have a book and you'd create your own, you'd decorate the sides with, like tea stain and you'd burn it a little bit. Sorry, is this what started you on the bullet journal train? (laughs) Probably. (laughs) What's Vampire the Masquerade? It's like a... I'm a nerd, but then I don't know it. It's like a... uh, Just another tabletop RPG. Okay. And you can LARP it. Okay. Well, I mean, you can LARP anything. You can LARP anything if you put your mind to it. (laughs) (laughs) But it basically, it had like a bunch of different classes of vampires and you would have various adventures and journeys and stuff okay. but it was a Shit whole, dandy. whole <laughs> mythos of vampire stuff it was very good it had its own like game whatever its own universe, yeah, it's own universe. I drink yeah, his foul it's... blood and then I am vampire and that's Peter and we're still friends today <laughs> <laughs> oh god guys but I really I'm so into Dungeons and Dragons You're right like now because with the but it's zone. only because it's like a really really good story and mm-hmm. then I heard about like how much work Griffin puts into writing the story and mm-hmm. then producing all the music and everything for it I'm like I want to do that also that sounds like so much work and I don't want to do that <laughs> it really is like so. the it's it's almost taking I don't think it was the first one to do role playing on a podcast are you familiar with the Adventure Zone no this is a do you know my brother my brother and me they're relatively prolific. Like I, I know of, of them. You know of them. So it's the same guys with their dad playing Dungeons and Dragons like <laughs> every two weeks. But they for took it to the next time. level by like actually doing like radio style like edits and interludes and music oh wow and whatever. yeah it's, it's fully produced good. it's like, all any of them do as a job is podcasting all pretty mm-hmm. much uh, so it's really beautifully done uh, and it is like a whole new way of telling stories and it's a whole new way of making a podcast at the same time so it's like very very amazing uh, I don't think they're the first ones to do RPGs like live in that way but. They definitely have the biggest following, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anyway, whatever. I'm just that's You're all so I do it. right now is I'm just like I'm doing so many more chores <laughs> in my house because I'm like oh, all I want to do is listen to this podcast. <laughs> so you have to keep your hands busy. Well, yeah. otherwise, what do you do? You just sit and stare at a wall. Uh, yeah. So yeah. I've been washing dishes, doing the laundry, you know, basic human shit <laughs> that you're supposed to be doing. Yuck. He's just taking basic human shit while you're listening to them. No! Gross, Katie. Gross! I have made a basic human shit, if you will find. You may find that I've done this. So so that is like double dork. So we are podcast dorks. We love to listen to them. You don't listen to them so much. So what made you start making one? Um, I just wanted to, I think, just talk without having to be funny all the time. Because there are like stories or just things that I wanted to talk about that it would be easier to just say it rather than write it. Right. Mm. Um, and I think, and and then to, you know, have it be funny sometimes, but that's not the main goal of it all the time. It's, it's just, unintentional and in the moment. Yeah. That's, that's what I like. If it emerges, it emerges organically. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's our theory with this one. <laughs> we'll see. But that's true. If you were a stand-up, like, you are a stand-up, and so, like, to sit down and, like, write everything is, like, a little bit painstaking and having to, like... Yeah. I don't write a lot, and I, I should write more. Um, I should also perform more and do a lot other Shouldn't we all things. be doing things a lot more, though? <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> 
And yeah, I think think the uh, Vancouver Forum really needs to be uh, writing jokes more right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a, a directive yeah, to yeah. us from Mr. Kevin Banner. Was, hey yes. guys, don't forget to write some jokes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wait, what? Tell me about. <laughs> oh no, there's just been a lot okay. of chaos with okay. all of the all of the Louis, all of oh, the upheaves. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, just making it cash. The upheave. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So Soul it's a lot of like. Soul I saw Goody Proctor dancing it. with the devil in the pale moonlight, and I think Fatima Dore is a witch, or something like that, you know? <laughs> Past guest, Fatima Dore is a witch. <laughs> yeah, I saw. Now I, I know. know. Now I know how to say your last name. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're welcome. Thank you. I'm here to help. She's not a witch, as far as I know. Yeah. We are, though. Okay. We almost certainly are. That's fine. Welcome to the Lea Taylor. Thank you. <laughs> you will not get out alive. You probably will. Yeah, I don't think I was when I came in, so it's okay. <laughs> it's already dead on the inside. Let's yeah. just get it matching. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh lord. So, uh, so when did you? When was your first podcast recorded? I don't remember the date, but it was. Uh, what a terrible was, father you are! I know. <laughs> I probably would be. Um, <laughs> it was. It was just just over two years ago. It was sometime in twenty fifteen. Right on. It was. It was been mid. 2015. Yeah, you've been doing stand-up about as long or longer? Uh, a little bit longer. Um, my first, my very first, um, this one I don't forget, my very first <laughs> open mic was October 12th, 2012. Okay. But it, but for a few years it took me many months between them. Oh yeah. Um, just because I'd, I'd never done anything on stage before mm-hmm. and I've, yeah. any performative, so it's just I still had really bad stage, stage fright and everything. You have to like spend three months psyching yourself up to do it again. Yeah, pretty much. No shit, of course. Well, like, yeah. If I take a week off, it takes me so much time to like actually go and do a spot. Like, <laughs> yeah. I hate it. I hate doing comedy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just the worst. There's it's other terrible. people there. You have to talk to them yeah. with your mouth yeah. <laughs> and use your ears to hear them. Ugh. <laughs> Respond to things the that they say. The brain must go. I hate. <laughs> I hate. I tired. <laughs> and I didn't even have to come out here from Steveston. <laughs> so it took you a while to like kind of psych yourself up to like keep going more regularly. Yeah, and so... yeah. And so I guess in earnest, been doing it since like late 2014. Yeah. yeah. Nice. It's hard to do. All of it's very difficult. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, like I said, it came out from Stevenson, so every night it was like, I don't want to fucking take a hour-long transit ride to get maybe five minutes. Yeah, it's that is the really hardest thing. Like, I'm so grateful that I have a car now uh, that I can use, because I couldn't when I first started doing stand-up, and so it yeah. was really dependent on whether or not Tessa could drive me. When did or... you get your car? Oh, we've had it for a couple of years now, okay, but I started, okay. I'm almost at three years of setup, I guess. Mm. And, uh, and yeah, just like trying to take the bus, like I'd just go to seven cause it's like, that's just one train and one bus. <laughs> you know, it's only 45 minutes yeah. to get there. So it's cool. <laughs> but yeah, the whole like, oh, just commuting for anything is so horrible. It makes sense to me why so many comics live like in the West end or like near main street and whatever. Mm-hmm. Because it's really, really hard to motivate yourself to do something, especially when you're not, like, great at it yet, which I, I don't think anybody is till they've been doing it for a really long time. Yeah. And so to go and do something that you might not be good at in front of a bunch of people <laughs> who are going to watch it. Yeah. It's like, hmm, how do I motivate myself to <laughs> do But at this? home I have all my needs met. I have all my food and it's all my... There's a toilet where no one's going to listen to me do yeah. things. <laughs> 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 it's the fourth time you've this mentioned is... toilets today. <laughs> There's a toilet where I hope somebody's going to be- listen to me do things. <laughs> 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 yeah yeah home is where the toilet yeah, well, is what exactly. actually made you want to even go and do stand-up in the first place then watching george carlin okay I, yeah. yeah probably grade nine i i 
found him. Like, I kind of knew of him. Yeah. Because when I was a kid, I watched Shining Time Station. Ah, oh, yes. And so he was Mr. Conductor. So on you got that. lots of... Uh, him and Ringo. Yes. Yeah. So I, love, was, like, the, my favorite I love the show. Beatles in stand-up comedy. I play <laughs> drums and stand-up. Yeah. I wish I was musically talented at all, but... Which would really help this band that I'm trying to, like, do. <laughs> Being in a band is highly helped by musical talent. Yeah. I recommend it. Having been in a band and without possessing very much musical yeah. talent, it's hard. I don't have to, like, bother other people because it's just me. <laughs> so far. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So are you but using, like, see. a sampler? or? Um, I have a lot of things that take up a lot of room. And much so you have to live in ignorance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you don't even have that big of an apartment, but... It takes up a lot um, of room. Yeah, it's just on a wall. Um, but, like, I've got... I've got a guitar and a bass and a, a cura. Do you know what that is? I don't. It's, it's is that a, like an Asian instrument? or? Yes. It's, okay. a, it's a Mediterranean... I thought, I thought you said Akira. Akira. His name is Akira. <laughs> um, That's a uh, It's a Middle East, like, uh, Mediterranean Turkish, like, lute. Okay. And it's, like, this big, and it weighs two pounds. Oh, and wow. it makes a really cool sound. <laughs> I don't know. That I'm sounds great. It sounds kind of yeah. like a balalaika or something, but yeah, really yeah, smaller. Yeah, it's very similar. Um, I love the sound of those. Yeah. It just makes me think of like very shiny men flirting with me and offering me an olive. <laughs> when I hear <laughs> that kind of They're just gold, music. bald men. Yes. And Named Stavros <laughs> and Eristos. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, I'm like, how old are you? He's like, 85 and his hair is still black <laughs> as the night. <laughs> 200. <laughs> okay, clearly I've been thinking about this a lot. My fantasy is constantly like, Chris and I run away to Santorini or something like that or to Crete. <laughs> we just eat phyllo pastry with honey and gross old men hit on us all Why day. Why not? Like, who cares if you're homeless because you get it like, oh, where do you live? I live in the fucking... I I have $10,000 in Greek money. That's a bajillion. Yeah, I bought this county. (laughs) (laughs) There are, like, full small towns that you can buy in lots of places in Europe that are sadly destitute. Oh, that's so sad. It is very sad. Let's go buy them all. Yeah, Yeah, go buy it and then I'll just be your lord and you can all be my fife. My serfs. (laughs) This is my fiefdom. Let's bring back that. Let's let's this the Kate the what is I think that's medieval feudal feudalism was like serfs. What was it called? Feudalism. I think that's that's antithetical to our worldview. But shit, fuck! Every time I get a great idea, it's like you elect a lord. You just have to make it a kibbutz, but with you being kind of the best kibbutzer, like I'm kind of the best one with the best ideas that everyone listens to. Benevolent I'm not dictator. like a chief or anything, yeah. That's exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I've always thought I would be like a good, chill despot, you know? Like, just, like, just do what I say, please. And they're like, oh, wait, <laughs> what about, like, mm, but do it. Can you or, just go right ahead and just do it, please? I am the one with all the guns. I don't want to pull them out. I you just know I have Guys, them. I don't want to use them. I'm not going to use them. Just remember, I got them. Put this one on my hip is not for show. It's just, no, this is just, what? It just goes with my outfit, guys. <laughs> Guys, you keep assuming the worst. Yeah, you guys know how good I look in like a structured blazer with a jodhpurs <laughs> yeah. and, and a gun several belt. several um, bandoliers. Band- Bandolero is very slimming. <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. I just think it really like draws the eye to my midsection, gives me the the hourglass figure I've always wanted so yeah. badly. <laughs> feel like an X Man. I feel like an X Man. <laughs> so please do what I say. So yeah. please do what I say, or I will kill you. It's fine. It's oh. fine. There's a mass grave, but there's only like three people in it. Yeah. <laughs> So you were posting, so the yeah. reason I invited you, the reason I brought you to this podcast is to test for paternity. No, it is. Yeah. 
Uh, you posted something on Facebook that I thought was really funny, which was just like, does anybody else feel crushing, horrific fear every time you ask somebody to be on your podcast? Mm -hmm. I was like, yes, even people that have promised to do it. I like talked to Morgan Brayton. I'm like, could you maybe be on my podcast? He's like, I'm I'm there now. (laughs) Would you, could you? (laughs) Could you please? Like doing an ask for something is the worst feeling. Yes. I, I feel the same. Like a lot of the people I've only had two people on that I've known previously. Like, like that you phys- that you knew them as people? Yeah. Oh, okay, so um, you, you are calling strangers. You're yeah. like cold calling. Yes. That's horrifying. Holy shit. One was a friend that I used to work with and one was Mark Hughes. Okay. And otherwise like, and then the only other local people I've had on was Simon King and up to that point I hadn't known him and then um, uh, Ed Hill who contacted me. Oh, cool. So I, like I posted on the forum because, you know, and nobody gave a shit, but. <laughs> yeah, they're like, yeah. nobody cares about your podcast. It's like yeah, ri- exactly. literally written in the heading. Yeah. <laughs> so I haven't posted anything about the podcast. <laughs> but I think, I think it was around the time of like when everybody was promoting for the Just for Laughs Northwest last year. Okay. So I said, if anybody wants to like promote your thing. Yeah. Come do my podcast. Yeah. yeah. You're more than welcome to. Go ahead. So you got it. <laughs> yeah. Son of Smiley. Do you Funny do yours live on location or do you call in or? Um, it's always been. I've done one phone interview. Um, I've done three printed interviews. Simon being one of them. Um, and then the rest is is all live. So I I've had a couple come to my house and then, uh, otherwise I just go and meet them somewhere. Right on. You've had you've had like a couple pretty good pulls, hey. Yeah, I always shoot above my league. For for <laughs> literally everyone has been. <laughs> yeah, but you but know. you know yeah. what? Like the worst thing anyone can say is no, and it yeah. turns out some people will say yes. Yeah, they'll just yeah. show up because they're just cool. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's been well. This is what I'm gonna brag about a little bit. Please um, do brag away. That's what this is for. <laughs> I had uh, my favorite musician on, who we spoke about, Devin Townsend on. He's very cool. And he is, he, because he came to my fucking house. He just came to your house in Stevenson. Yes. <laughs> he, From his castle in Port Coquitlam or wherever it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he, like, because we talked and we set it up eventually. And, and at the time I was working um, uh, at a lounge at the airport. So I just like, as a thank you, I got him and his family in um, before they went to Edmonton. Right. And, yeah, and then he's just like, hey, I have to go into Richmond that day. I'll just, you know, come to you. I'm like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, so Devin fucking Townsend's on your podcast. Yeah, so he's he's sitting at my dinner table for when we just talked for an hour. (laughs) Yeah, and and what what kind of wisdom did he have to impart to you? I guess you have to listen to the fucking podcast. (laughs) Okay, well, I'll link it. For fuck's sake! Let's not give away any secrets. We have to divert attention back to the... Steal all the gold. I don't mean to... You know, major spoiler or anything, but we did talk about music. No, okay, no shit, hey? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really? Really. Somebody who's just really um, done a lot for Vancouver in general. Like, he, he, he really, like, mm-hmm. it's just that he keeps setting up shop here, you know, and yeah, and promoting a lot of local people. Like, I've seen I've seen him, I've seen Gene Hoglund, the drummer from Strapping Young yeah. Lad, yeah. Uh, and I think he was for Fear Factory for a while, yep. wasn't he? Okay, yep. so he's, like, a pretty big deal. They call him the Atomic Clock, because he yes. keeps perfect time. Ooh. Yeah, and he's the biggest man I've ever seen. He looks like <laughs> Grimace, but the costumes come off. <laughs> He's just that He's size. just like built. He yeah. just looks like a jujube, basically. He's just like sort of a thick triangle. Well, 
Thick triangle on her sleeve. <laughs> I don't know this one. It's a Weezer something, but, but I was see, trying to do a Weezer something. But back when I was a, uh, when I was a, I was doing like concert photography for like local bands, mm-hmm. uh, I would go out to see heavy metal shows and photograph my friend Brian's bands. And Gene Hoglin would almost always be in the crowd just watching. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And I think I saw, I saw Mr. Heavy Debbie himself a couple of times too, because he just sort of looks like a human goblin. <laughs> so he's easy to pick out. Yeah. He had a skull it for a long time. Yes, he did. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Which, for anyone who doesn't know the portmanteau, it was just not even a, not even business up front. Like, it was just gone. <laughs> it's just shiny. <laughs> yeah, just it. very shiny and, and some scraggle in the back. A I very scraggly him. party. The riffraff, if you will. <laughs> the riffraff. The Uncle Ken, you might even call it. <laughs> that was my Uncle Ken's favorite hairstyle in the 90s. I like your Uncle Ken already. Oh, you don't. He's a very <laughs> no. bad person. Oh. <laughs> I love him, but he's terrible. Okay, that's, that's family. Fair. That can that that's not an entirely like like uncommon uh, way to feel about your family. Yeah, yeah, they're terrible, but I love them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he likes to go mudding up in Prince George. <laughs> Define mudding. Define mudding. Okay, uh, you take your four wheel vehicle. Oh. And you go splashing on through a big old mud puddle. Okay. <laughs> get mud on you. It's a good town. <laughs> I like that your Prince George uncle has has a, a southern deep accent. south. Yeah. <laughs> There, I thought no, you were thinking like mudding like something else. Like you would go exploring within no. some mud. <laughs> or something? No. Oh, oh, just oh, like taking the Hershey Highway or something. Like fisting. Oh, no. <laughs> oh my God! You listen to too much Jim Norton. <laughs> 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 Who's coming to town very soon? I've mean, been on your podcast. Yes. What Jim Norton was on your podcast? Yeah, he was. Oh, he was my. Wanna... He was my one phoner. I, I oh went to God. Seattle. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I so really, I really find we have a very soft spot. For I him. find Jim Norton so endearing. I will go see him at the Vogue when he comes for the comedy festival. Are you whispering? We'll see if he's on again. <laughs> you <laughs> hope to get him again for another yeah, time. Yeah, that would be great. That'd be so cool. I would like he's... to talk to him. It's like I think that he would get a kick out of. <laughs> He's oh just, yeah, he's a very sweet man. Yeah. He's a sweet little boy. He's a sweet, tiny little man who just would be pretty psyched to be, uh, you know, bookended by two. <laughs> Curvy, sweaty women. Vikings. <laughs> yeah. the, the, what am I, like the turnip in the tree or something like that? I don't know. Is that our children's this book? Is, this just suddenly got gross and yeah. I'm not into it. But I okay. like Jim Norton a lot. Yeah. yeah. He's great. You've said gross things about him before. I know. Like <laughs> He's what? not in the mood for it. <laughs> Nothing that I'm going to say, say on recording. <laughs> okay, what did she say? <laughs> oh! <laughs> that little face. <laughs> if only you could see it, listener. It was very pouty and angry <laughs> and cute. No, oh. have you ever watched uh, ASMR videos? Oh, I love them. I hate them. You hate them, yeah. I there was a a woman They're I so watched, just, uh, like this black lady. It's not important that she was black, but it's <laughs> but just, you said it. But it's, <laughs> yeah. it's a description that she was like eating a pickle, like really close to a ironically the same microphone that I have, um, <laughs> which is a blue Yeti. Okay. And I was like, I wish I could reach through my screen to shoot this woman. Oh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> or just turn it off. <laughs> no. No, it's not enough. I want this video to not exist. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't listen to the ones that have eating, because that's disgusting. Yeah. But is that ASMR for some people? Like yeah, eating noises? Mouth sounds and eating noises yeah. are a big part of like the subculture and playing with slime. Ew. Like, yeah, I don't I don't like that. I like the ones that pretend to just massage your head. Well, is it sexual? 
<laughs> well, it gives me a boner. <laughs> no, I think for some people it is, but not for me. I think yeah. it's just supposed to be like just common waves, like be... it's supposed to relieve anxiety a little bit. So it's like I mean, it either works for you or it doesn't. If it yeah. grosses you out, it's yeah. not working. It just makes me angry. It's, <laughs> it's not even like, gross. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> Stop whispering. Yeah. yeah, I kind of have the opposite, where it's like really delicate whispering or any brushing on anything that just yeah. gives me the like reverse yeah. creeps. Like it just like is so the reverse creeps. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> or just the creeps. <laughs> Yeah, but just, it goes up my body, and it's, like, so gross. I just hate it so much. How does the other creeps go? Do they go down yeah. your body? I get chills, and then creeps, I guess, go okay, up. Okay, chills, chills come down, down, creeps come up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They okay. sure do. Hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Gross. <laughs> and see, now all I could think, now that we've turned this into a blue podcast, is, like, that vine of the, the guy stirring blue. macaroni and blue. cheese. That's what good pussy sounds <laughs> like. Yes, oh, and <laughs> Mother's right there. His mom is right there. Like, oh, my horrible son. That's how I talk about men I like all the time. It's like, have you met my horrible son? Mark Hughes is a horrible son. I love him, though. He's a delight. We had, we had a really kind of funny experience, actually, doing the... Um, there was a very short-lived show that was happening at the... What, what's the, the name? Brighton. The Brighton. Mm. It was like, there was three... Three of them. And they didn't go. They didn't go very long. And Mark and I were on the first one, and uh, I went up before he did. Oh, yeah. And for some reason, his whole set, he just made fun of me the whole <laughs> time, which I'm like, perfect, no problem. But I've also never said anything to him, negative, to his face, ne- yeah. not, or even about him behind his back. And I've he's just been like, like, well, I guess Katie Norgren's going to judge me for this. It's like, you're the, <laughs> you're the avatar of every disapproving woman ever, which I think is your aesthetic. Yeah, absolutely. I just thought, I, like, I, you were getting defensive for me. You were I like, was. this is mean. I was like, this is Mark. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm your ride or die bitch, so it's I will. True. I will stand, and I don't. I'm like not in the comedy scene, so like whatever. It's sure. When people are like, I'm like they're mean. It's like that's just comics being comics. I'm like, mm. yeah. I, mean, I, I was kind of like, huh. I'm not exactly sure what I did to deserve this, other than just be a perfect like foil for him. Uh, and that was what he said. You like, guys two should weeks be later, wrestling buddies together. Should be a terrible tag team. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, he came up to me like a week later and said, "Hey, I think I went a little too far with that. I'm really sorry." I'm like. It's. I, I forgot about it. Honestly, it's yeah. totally cool. But he's like, yeah, I think I'm being overly familiar with with you, and that hit something mm. in my brain. I was like, I don't think he was being overly familiar with me. I think it was perfectly acceptable what he was doing. It was like well, nobody was really laughing at it. So yeah. I mean, as far as that goes, maybe it wasn't working. Yeah. But uh, I thought it was pretty funny, and I love attention. So <laughs> regardless maybe, of whether it's positive or negative, well, maybe it's just if he if if it wasn't getting laughs, that he just thought it wasn't being well received or something yeah so or they thought oh. that he thought I thought it was mean or something yeah. like that and I was like no I just it didn't really make sense because I've never really spoken to you before okay the overly um, familiar thing is very self-reflective then but it was like, yeah. yeah it was like yeah. very much like that's that's the language of someone who's definitely gone to a therapy or two for <laughs> sure because I realized something that I fucking hate it when people are overly familiar with me especially mm-hmm. if they know me through somebody else mm-hmm. and then they like immediately come up and like try to wrap me in a huge ass hug or something like that I'm just like what are you doing <laughs> and I realized that I'm not as nice and approachable as I think that I am. <laughs> also, be, like, are, are they hugging you just because they know you, or like, are they, they just know huggers? Me through some, or they're huggers or something like that. And I think I look like a hugger. Mm. I think I come across as one. And I'm not a not physical person. Like, I'm down to hug usually if I've met someone at least once before. Yeah. But it's not a good intro move. No. It's, yeah. it's the thing is, it's like if someone was like, do you hug? I would be like, yeah. All they have to do is ask. Kind of. and yeah. I'm like, sure, I do. If somebody is just like, Ugh, I'm like, mm. <laughs> I just go like this. <laughs> yeah, I just do that. I get the the creeps and chills at the same yeah. time. And my body doesn't know what to do, and just my skeleton just shoots out of my belly button. <laughs> 
or ass, whatever you prefer. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Whatever you're into. Whatever, which, whichever way they've approached me, she told the opposite way, trying to get away from them. <laughs> god help you if you hug me from behind. Lord. That's gross. Yeah, it's gross. We're gross. That's We're fine. all gross, so. There's nothing wrong with that. People are gross. People are gross. And that's why Jim Norton has a comedy career. Exactly. Because he's gross. <laughs> and he, like, he just approaches it in, like, such a delightful way, though, where he's just like, yep. This is what I'm like. This is what I'm like, and I'm just being extremely into it. But, like, not at the same, uh, don't want to invoke the name, but, like, other comedians that talk about how gross and disgusting they are, but it's just, like, played off as, like, that's because I'm so intelligent about it or whatever, and it's like, Jim Norton's just like, yeah, I'm fucking whatever. No, I'm a filth baby. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah, he, you know, blew his friends under the porch when they were, like, nine, so. I'm a chum bucket. (laughs) He's a, yeah, he's a, he's a disturbed person who's figured out how to make it work for him. I adore him. Which yeah. I which I can kind of appreciate is when you take the uh, the pathology of your life and turn it into something functional or yeah. semi-functional. <laughs> it's better than a lot of us ever managed to do, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I'm doing that super well. <laughs> it's like I'm just being a doormat everywhere I go until I'm not and then everyone thinks I'm a bitch. Our last episode had some good personal and professional growth. So it's true. <laughs> I've been working on it. Lose your last one. Oh, we did, uh, we did just the two of us. We just we hadn't seen each other for about a week and a half. So okay. it was just like... <laughs> we're friends. We're best friends. <laughs> Man, you're natter. That's how we usually do an episode. Uh, but it was you good. That's the thesis of her podcast. <laughs> we're friends. Man, yeah. You should make that your tagline. Yeah, well, we've been trying to come up with a way to really sort of, like, creatively explain it or effectively and efficiently explain it. It just isn't happening. Yeah. It's just like, we don't have a theme. We just talk. Yeah. It would probably be helpful if we did have a theme or had questions that we asked. You just have to have like, uh, like a nautical theme, like a nautical question. So if every you were episode. a type of boat, <laughs> I would be a frigate, because Ooh, I, because I think a it's, bold choice, right? You see, because a frigate is large <laughs> and, and in charge. large, gray and cold. <laughs> But it's also a fun word to say. Okay, yeah. So I think it would be a frigate. Okay. Fr- forget about it. Forget, just forget, <laughs> about, forget about, it. about it. What about you, Chris? What kind of boat would you I be? I would be a caravel, probably. One of the what? first one of the first naval units that could explore across the oceans and find oh. new worlds. Oh, heavens. Yeah. Just... Do you feel like an explorer sometimes? Yes, I do sometimes. Yeah. Uh-huh. What kind I of vessel? I would be a converted trawler. I was gonna say a fast sloop or something like that, but I was like, no, 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 I'm totally a converted trawler. I'm like an old fish boat that got turned into like a really funky houseboat. And some like, I don't know, fucking Miss Frizzle lady is just tooting around in it. That's the kind of boat I am. When the sun hits me just right, you can still smell all the fish. Where's that from? The Simpsons? No, I don't know. It's... That's, just off, that's just off the dome, baby. The boat's personality is so cute. <laughs> because it's... You live in Steveson. You've been exposed to a lot of exactly. different kinds of boats. What, I know what boats sound like. I know what boats are. Excuse me, Mick Katie, but I live near boats. I think I know what their voices are like. <laughs> I've heard them talking to me many times at night. Exactly. I just sometimes go walking on the docks at night and hear all the boats speak to me. <laughs> I see a person, I hear a splash, and they're not there anymore. <laughs> Steal my Zodiac, Tanner. Rob a bank on the boat. <laughs> I don't know, the boat wants you to take its Zodiac away okay. and go steal th- something from an ocean bank. <laughs> you I find don't know. the Zodiac killer sign on a, just boats randomly. Yeah. 
the Zodiac Killer. Still out there and is a boat. <laughs> is a boat. But it's like a Zodiac. Yeah, like the Zodiac little... Killer. That's why they never found it, because it just deflated itself and like hid it in a shed. <laughs> and also they expected it to be a human. Yeah. <laughs> so they never looked for a boat. Yes. It was a perfect crime. <laughs> the perfect crime. <laughs> we found paddle marks near all the... <laughs> I didn't understand. It was on land. Okay, what boat is the most likely kind of boat to be a murderer other than a Zodiac? <laughs> a fast sloop. A cigar boat. Okay. Is that like something that get, takes cigars from Cuba to Florida or something? Yes. Okay. It's They're very they're speed boats. They're very quick. They're now, and they're like, yes, that's exactly what they are. They're very I th- quick. I think a river barge, like you have in the UK, with like along all the canals oh. and stuff, because you could totally, it would just like mosey up on you while like your friends are like drunk by the canals like whatever and then you'd like fall over and then suddenly like a rope just like poof, around your ankles and just whoops you in yeah it's a stephen king novel i think oh my god that's definitely christine what with boats <laughs> oh yeah totally christine with boats <laughs> i thought you said christine what with boats no because that was the perfect no that is the name of the book christine it's a it's a car that's possessed <laughs> oh i know the yeah, okay, just making sure that we're on the same. I just really liked it. It was like, it's Christine, but what with boats? <laughs> and that just made me really happy. <laughs> the extra, yeah. the extra syntax. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, sorry. I was like, what? Yeah, I thought you said, I, th- I thought you thought that I thought you- I said your name. No. <laughs> <laughs> which is Christine Nutt, which I don't ever call you. <laughs> I'm tired. It's okay. <laughs> that, was, that, that was a lot. There was a lot of boat, boat humor. Yeah, so now, so now you've tied it in in an aquatic theme yeah. with sea hags. So like yep. you, you this got is the first theme. time we've ever been on brand, apart from that one episode we did about um, a nautical voyage. Uh-huh. Well, there you guys go. You're welcome. It's been like two years yeah. almost. Thank you so much for bringing us back to ourselves. <laughs> our <laughs> roots. Yes, our, our very wet roots. It's like a kelp forest. <laughs> it's a kelp forest that we live in. I heard a cool thing about a coral reef that's getting revived. <laughs> Tell me all about it. <laughs> It's ocean news with the sea. <laughs> There's a, a Scottish uh, like seabed that was getting dredged for scallops. Yeah. And they would like actually take like literal claws along the sea floor and just like grind like up everything claws. and then like like a like a plow or yeah, something. Yeah. Claw. <laughs> a metal claw and then they'd pick it up and then they'd sort the scallops out and just toss the rest of the shit back. Yeah. And these divers were like Ugh, when we got to the sea floor, <laughs> was that their actual no, quote? No, I'm no, no, I'm, I'm no not able to find any coral. <laughs> there we go. Thank you. You're welcome. And so they're like, we saw the sea floor that looked like a plowed field, and we were so horrified. And so then we wrote a we wrote a complaint to Europe. <laughs> Dear, Dear Europe, Europe. <laughs> I am very upset to see <laughs> who's in charge of Europe. I need to talk to them. Dear who's Angela the Merkel, <laughs> and then. In the video, it was like, and then Europe took our complaint series. <laughs> Hello, it's me, Europe. <laughs> I'm on mix of all the things that are dumb. <laughs> and they took the complaint seriously, and they made that a protective conservation area. And so after two years, the coral reefs rebuilt themselves. <laughs> they just started throwing haggis down in there. <laughs> I'll just spill off of it. <laughs> Some Highland coo carcasses. But, but there's more There's more Scottish dolphins now than oh, thank there were God. before. Isn't that cute? <laughs> oh, oh, look! <laughs> They sound like crows. <laughs> yes, this that is a slag! <laughs> That's what they say when they're flopping past. Because dolphins are assholes. Well, I of mean, course. the most dolphins that you see are by Aberdeen, so that checks out. <laughs> Fucking 
your sister's a slut. Aberdeen's a bit of a trash test. Oh, suck on that, Aberdeen. What are you going to do about it? Just, it's just such an industrial town that it's like when you go out at night, it's just men that work on oil rigs. I felt very unsafe. Oilman. <laughs> when you were in Aberdeen. Yeah. With the Scottish Dolphins. Oh my god. Okay. Oh. oh, it's a fun time. Okay. We had a, a weep there. Do we need to take a little break? No. Okay. We're back. I'm still chewing. <laughs> oh. I I'm done. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> Katie has finished chewing. Yum, yum, yum. It's a, a rehearsal kidding. downstairs has turned into a lesser rehearsal than I thought. A bunch of people canceled at the last minute. So Whoopsie. Just trying to... So the sounds that you're going to start hearing coming from the basement are the lovely tones of uh, Jesus Christ Superstar and some other stuff. Ooh, which it's, one? Which song? Tanya said it's Heaven on Their Minds by Jesus Christ Superstar. It's very good. It's like very... Uh, it's Judas... Oh, nice. Singing, and... He's the bad one. But, like, in this... He's the bad one. (laughs) In in Jesus Christ Superstar, he's a little bit of a, like, narrator character, and it's just like, Jesus, what the fuck are you doing? Like, we're occupied. Jesus, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) You can't do that shit anymore. It's like, but they're occupied under the Romans, so, like, stop stirring up shit and stop getting people to, like, gather to you. Because they're not thinking about right now, they're just thinking about heaven. They're not thinking about their real lives. They're gonna get fucking killed by the Romans. So, like, stop it. Stop it, Jesus. That's what the song is. Stop it, Jesus. I saw saw Tim Minchin do a version of that. It's very, like, atheist chic. Oh, he's so atheist chic. I I still love him. He's so good. He's still the nicest celebrity I've ever met in my life. You've yeah. met him? He's wonderful. I hope he... Has he... Like, here? When was no, I went you... to Seattle to see him in 2011, oh. so it was a while back. Okay. Um, and he, like, he's very much like that sort of agro-atheist, but I still love the music he makes. But he's he not that he's agro. So... Well, he was for a yeah. while. He might not be anymore because he's so busy, like, making Broadway shows and stuff, but... Uh... Like, agricultural? Yeah, but he was <laughs> agro, not ag... Not agri. Um, yeah. <laughs> he, uh, aggressive. He, okay. you know, he played Jesus, or not Jesus, Judas, in the um, uh, Australian, like, tour of that, or something, like, Jesus Christ Superstar, which oh, is Oh, that cool. explains why he totally just fucking nailed that part. Yeah, yeah. No, no he was... Oh, God, pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> I think, actually, um, one of the Spice Girls was in it, too. I think Mel C was in it, which is nice. kind of crazy. Always my favorite, still. Um... Any all. Yeah, he was lovely. He was a wonderful, wonderful man. I uh, met him, went to see him in Seattle at the Neptune Theater in 2011. And uh, after, he was like just finishing up playing a fucking cover of Hallelujah, because of course, uh, just playing the piano in his bare feet, right? So he's pretty. Like, he's like, so, you know, if anybody just wants to stay behind and, uh, you know, get a, get a glass from the bar, I might just be around. <laughs> so he like went and had a shower yeah. and put on a new outfit and like came out and just talked to us for like half an hour. That's and, so cool. Mm-hmm. And I met him and got a picture with him, which was very very nice. And then when we were all kind of ready to leave, I was like, do you mind if I get, a, can I just get another hug from you? And I was just like being a goof. Yeah. I would hate it if somebody said that to me, but it was, he was like, of course, darling, you're beautiful. <laughs> Which was just like, ah! <laughs> so he told me I was beautiful and he gave me the nicest hug. So Aww. Tim Minchin's cool as shit. And That's very good talented. Yeah. Love him. But what else were we talking about? I was just brought up to mention for some, oh, because Jesus Christ superstar. Mm-hmm. So our New Year's party is, is, it is being planned to the depths. We are doing musical covers. Uh, Chris is doing a set. It's. Can I tell you about my drum recital? Please. Yesterday? Tell, tell us. So our good friend and past guest on the podcast, Allison, is taking drum lessons right now to just like get her technique like 
to the next level, right? She's very good. And she's like, she is fucking killing. It. That's her downstairs. Mm-hmm. It sounds like normally she was like a little more timid as a drummer, and now she's like, like so giving it. <laughs> so good. So for for her her drum lessons, they asked her to write an original song. And so she wrote a drum piece, and then I wrote a cello piece to accompany that. Ooh. And it was very interesting, because it was this very weird, abstract drum piece. And I was like, well, I'll just write a weird, abstract kind of cello piece. But it winds up with me shredding, just like, on the cello. And then we got our bass player and our band to like do some other cool shit underneath. And I used my loop station a bunch. Ooh. And so it's a two-minute song, and... This drum recital was the cutest, cutest, cutest thing ever. Were there a bunch of children? Yes. Yeah, so it was like it was like ages seven, seven to ten in the first recital, and then I think eleven to and up. Eleven to fourteen, basically. <laughs> and so smoke that twelve-year-old. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Suck it, kid. Well, no. Yeah. See, this is the problem when we were practicing. Sure. The first thing that burst out of and I, I had contained it, and it made me laugh so hard. But the thought that came, we're gonna blow the dicks on these kids. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> but then I. <laughs> We're gonna pull the dicks off these kids. But then the best part was that I swallowed it. And I was like, oh no, 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 no. And then I finally said it out loud, and then everyone laughed. That is so unbelievably funny. <laughs> so did she blow the dicks off those yeah, kids? Yeah, we did because. I hope so. There was, like, a bunch of kids that, like, these two really extremely cocky kids got up, and they were just, no, that's not what I... No, I just, I'm just thinking of, like, these fucks are in for it. <laughs> yeah, like, they already saw me set up the cello and whatever, but they were, like, we're a surprise thing, because they were from a different teacher, and they were, like, crashing the recital. We're from a different school. <laughs> yeah, so they were kind of crashing the recital to be, like, we didn't get a chance to play at, like, my recital, so, and they played Nirvana. Boo. Yeah. <laughs> It was good. That's it smells like Teen school. Spirit. It's like the most common one. But they were like sure. they were like twelve, and that's very cute that they're still doing that. Mm-hmm. Like the kids are okay. No, fuck that. Those angsty little. <laughs> <laughs> but they were they were like pretty like whatever. They were just like yeah, we're starting a band. We're looking for singers and bass players. And they look at my bass player, and they're just like, do you want a thirty year old man? <laughs> He's, like, bass? He's like, I'm sorry, are you looking for a stepdad? <laughs> <laughs> I'll spank you and put you to bed. Get the fuck out of here, you little shit. But they did a very good job. But the whole but drum- then you blew their dicks off <laughs> with your with your music. But the whole recital was very cute because it was just like kids playing along to tracks, which is just extremely oh. cute. And some of them could keep time, and some of them could not keep time. <laughs> and some of them came in and out. But like one little sweet kid who looked like the kid from Up dedicated a song to his grandma and it was an Elvis song it was uh, Jailhouse Rock so he got that it was so cute and then there was a father-daughter combo that played Kim Mitchell might as well grab a soda (laughs) what (laughs) so the little daughter she's like seven is like playing the drums and he's just like wailing on the electric guitar it was so cute oh my god that kid did not pick a pa- uh, fucking Kim Mitchell song though. and if she did it would have been Patio Lanterns <laughs> is that who that is because yeah, now yes. I know who that is that yes. song I fucking hate that song so much yeah. that would have been so fun that's such a dad song because like where else would you find a dad in their natural habitat but, but he, seemed, he seemed like a fucking he seemed like a younger dad that would have not necessarily known that song so I don't know like, oh god yeah uh, definitely someone my age could have a seven-year-old easily. Yeah, like, I know. And it so, wouldn't even be gross. So these kids are getting this, like, musical influence that, like, <laughs> I don't even understand that, like, I didn't even Gramps, get, like, obviously, threw that one in the mix or something. Or something. Yeah, weird. But it was extremely adorable, and all these kids were, like, so 
good and just trying so hard and just they were just drumming their hearts out and so then at the very end, yeah, we got to be like, this is what you do when you're a grown-up. <laughs> and you're good This at is this. how you really no, play. <laughs> this is what the teacher was saying. It's like, this is the ultimate goal, kids, right? Like, you get together with your friends and Allison, you Allison, our very special student, who is so old, and how is she here? She's so old. <laughs> she has a lot of she has a lot of adult students, apparently, yeah. and they want to do, like, a full, like, adult drum recital at the Legion, where they could, like, have beers and stuff. I'm and coming actually, to that like, one. <laughs> yeah. But this cool. was, like, just in the drum shop, and I don't know. It was just a very adorable experience. So I got to, like, set up my cello and sit on the little stage and, like, shred in front of the end. So, like, this one kid, I heard him, like, explaining to his grandma, that's a cello, and no, that, the, the pedals that she has, like, those are, you know, they're, they don't make it sound different, but they just make it sound louder, so you can whatever, and, but he didn't know what the looper was, and so then he, he's like, what does that do? I'm like, oh, it just repeats some cool what, stuff what over and over. That's a boss, the one with the two pedals. Oh, okay, okay. I don't know. Yeah. She's pretty fucking good with it. Yeah. I'm impressed every time. So, so it was just very, very fun, though. That's really great. So do you run your cello, Sorry. like, to your... Yeah, don't play fuzzy with me. Uh, do you, <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> do you run your cello, like... Is it an electric cello? No, or is it just, it's an okay. acoustic. Okay, so you have... Do you, uh, okay, yeah, yes. and then you have it run to the looper. I run it through a DI and then through the DI to the looper and then back through the DI and then out oh. to, like, condition the sound a little bit extra. <laughs> just smooth it. Yeah. Just make it all buttery. It does sound. make it really buttery. Yeah. <laughs> you know how to make stuff buttery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, girl. But anyway, it was just very fun to, like, kind of show off to some pre <laughs> It was pretty fun to pull the dicks off some kids. That was that's like that's totally my demo, right? Yeah. That's who I want to impress. Right? Actually, that's the the, uh, the impulse to say a fucked up thing uh, is one of my favorites in the world, especially when you actually manage to hold it inside and then you have to tell your friend later, which is what happens with us all the time because we're trying not to be horrible people, but with each other. Yeah. There is a sacrosanct experience exactly. in there. But uh, I always come back to, I think I've said this on the podcast before, but it's been a really long time, but I had a friend in high school who, in it was either 2002 or 2003, whenever it happened, she was just in the shower that morning, and she had like a brainwave and just went, those astronaut fucks are in for it now. <laughs> and it was the same day as like the Columbia explosion <laughs> that happened later. <laughs> she just, she was just like washing her hair and just, and just had like a gross voice in her head that said, those astronaut fucks are in for it now. And then, yeah. And, and then she it, found out about But that happened, like, two hours later. Oh, okay. No, like, that's the, magic. Yeah. yeah that's yeah, totally yeah. psychic magic. Jess, Jess was, yeah, she had the psychic. She had the, 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 the shin. That's exactly what that is. The shinning. <laughs> Don't be using it before. Between four and five. That's Willie's time. That's, that's a good Scottish accent. Yes. Where have you been holding out? We've been trying to do Scottish accents all podcast. That's my... Uh, my... See, that was my blowing your dicks off you kids. <laughs> I was like, oh, you think you can do a groundskeeper, Willie. I got this. <laughs> yeah, we discovered that to do the Scottish accent, you have to get into character by saying, no, I'm not, in a Scottish accent, which is, no, I'm no. No, I'm no. No, I'm no. <laughs> I'm no. <laughs> you really gotta just lean into it. But I think every accent has a has a phrase word you can, or a phrase mm-hmm. key that you can get into. With Irish, of course, it's, a tiddly tiddly tum da tum da tiddly tiddly tum. Oh, yeah. Take that, Mark O'Keefe. <laughs> What are you gonna do? You're not even here. <laughs> you beat me up in Ireland? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Go play chicken, motherfucker. Let's Go make this happen. Put a up your butt. What are you gonna do? <laughs> anyway, I love the Irish. So, what's your podcast about? 
Well, I think we diverted well, Chris, from that we, a long uh, time. We tried to talk about uh, uh, dolphins, uh, Scottish dolphins mostly. Yeah. Uh, yes, this does slack. I want if we ever have anyone that could do fan art, I just want someone to like just loft a dolphin that just has that little speech bubble. she's not listening to this. <laughs> I'll just ask her. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I want to find that clip from Finding Nemo where, you know, like, everybody's telling everybody about Nemo. Yeah. And then there's the dolphins, like, jumping out of the water and talking. And it's going, Many Scottish noises. Okay. That's a great idea. So your podcast is called... It's called The Taylor Mori Show because it's very... original. You stole my life. I have very good... A blue dick <laughs> sure did. It's gone now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm gonna disappoint so many people. Um, uh, yeah, I am very creative. So, <laughs> yeah, it's Taylor Moore show, and um, usually a lot of the times it, it it is just me, you know, blithering by myself, um, uh, because I am a hermit. Um, but I've been like, exactly. <laughs> uh, my girlfriend's on a lot of episodes because we live together, and my studios in the living room so <laughs> and presumably she loves you yeah i hope so does she come on to talk or just like passing by through like don't forget oh, yeah, to, to get t- someone oh to, to, to talk like, okay nice like we are it is pretty small like my computer and everything's right here and then her chair's like right here so i just have a second mic set up i have a mic stand and a mic set up. what do you think emily yeah. <laughs> she's basically doing like running commentary on your podcast yeah exactly that's, that's really actually cute. kind of fucking awesome that's very very charming i like that a lot i'll have to check it out um I, I, the things that i originally wanted to talk about we never really got into it was oh, just yeah. like why do we do it why do we do this why are we doing any of this um well i i think for like the interview aspect for me like to have these people like just all to the get pe- to talk to cool people yeah it's yeah. T- i just want to talk to people i want, want to talk to yeah that's really it's a it's a totally selfish thing yes i Perfect. think it'd be interesting for like other people to hear it because with people that i am a fan of like i try to go like build on things that I've heard or it's like mm-hmm. oh I've heard this fucking five million times because they have to stock questions stock answers and everything mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how can you find something slightly different that exactly you like, mm-hmm. if I if I can google it I don't want to talk about it pretty much um, you want to have like Nardwar interviews <laughs> with people basically yeah yeah okay yeah I should start doing the do do loot do do I believe that's intellectual property <laughs> <laughs> probably god if we could get Nardwar on our podcast he would totally do it <laughs> I'm gonna ask him I'm gonna ask Nardwar you should do like a slightly like Different version, like oot 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 Yeah, just just backwards it. Oot, yeah, oot, and Nardwar, all we're gonna do is ask you about really serious things, like what do you think about Trump declaring Jerusalem as the capital of Israel? <laughs> I don't think he's allowed to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! It's yeah. another country. I don't know. We yeah. So we do it. We just we do it regardless. We for our own pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much just because it feels good to make shit. Yeah. Exactly. And what like, else are you gonna do? Uh. Yeah. And I <laughs> really. And I, I actually produce uh, Mark's Hughes, Mark's Hughes, Mark Hughes, Mark Hughes's, <laughs> Mark Hughes's <laughs> podcast, uh, pulling the trigger, um, and is this sounds dark? It's it is. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Mark. Yeah, um, like in the the first first four episodes, it was a, a an escort, um, a convicted murderer. Uh, who's our third and then and then like the fifth episode was like the drug dealer and it got like vancouver courier attention wow because he, he was a he was a uh was is um a fentanyl dealer 
Oh, wow. Yeah. So, like, I don't so have these to... are the guests that he gets. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Wow, crazy. And I don't, like, I don't have to set up interviews. I don't have to think of questions. He just sends me this stuff, and I... Make it know, sound good. Edit, pr- put it up, and everything like that. But, like, like I do more work on his than I do on mine, because yeah. I just don't, I don't edit. I just talk. <laughs> and I, like, I don't really give a shit. It's supposed to be, like, more like a feel of, like, like, um... Like Opie and Anthony or something. Like something like conversational. Yeah. yeah. That's just what I'm going for. That's what we're doing all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We always think that we have a plan and then we never never really do. <laughs> and Chris so, is our, our engineer. So, yeah. yeah. So I asked you, like, what got you into stand-up? You said George Carlin. Mm-hmm. And then you said when you got into stand-up, it was really hard for you to, like, get kind of to doing stuff. But then you eventually got into the scene. And yeah. then what actually made you start doing the podcast then after uh, that point? Was it, like, I need another outlet? You had said, like, because you just wanted to speak instead of writing, but yeah. how I, does that kind of gel together, I guess? I think with stand-up, you, there's a certain expect, there's an expectation that you, you know, there's a laugh every 12 seconds or whatever the fuck it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the, the amateur stand-up system is, is an imperfect system. It, it, it's, it's, it's obviously, it, you yeah. know, it works, but it could work better or there are th- different things. But in five minutes, there's not a lot of room to experiment or mm-hmm. to kind of take detours and see, just to play with play in the, the space. Yeah, to just be in the moment and play really... with me. <laughs> but or to that's find... what I'm gonna do with audiences now. I'm just gonna invite you to play with me. Play, just, play with yeah. me in the space. Yeah. <laughs> just to find any nuance, I guess, to a thing, right? Because then it's like if you can draw it out for an hour. Yeah. Then you can really tease up that idea, and then eventually you can go back. It's the same way, like, I love to free write stuff, mm-hmm. and then you just pick out the gems yeah, yeah, after yeah. it's done, right? Yeah, and, and sometimes, or you can, you know, I guess it's the opposite process of, like, a joke on Facebook or something, where it's like, you write a joke, but then you could it could expand into something else and be something bigger. Mm-hmm. Or you take the, the big thing and then narrow it down to something smaller, you know? Yeah. I it, I thought it was just interesting to do, and then since then I've become like just a fucking total like just gone a, down a rabbit hole of gear and shit. So yeah. keeping it simple has been nice for us because this is extremely portable. Our yes, rent. yeah, mm-hmm. and we I mean we have invested in a few additional items, but don't really. Yeah, I I find that I'm surrounded by gearheads. Like yeah. you've seen my studio, but this is my partner that has like all the many many microphones like. Whenever I get into, like, audio recording, it's like, there's too many, you know, too many patches, too many filters, too so many, many things. knobs. I just don't <laughs> give a shit. I, like, tune out immediately. I'm like, yeah. I don't care. And I just want it to sound like I'm sitting in a big hall. Yeah, Like, yeah, yeah. with my cello. Or when we're recording, I just want it to sound like we're sitting around a, you know, table having a couple of bevies together. Mm-hmm. Like, that's all I want. I want simple production. And I'm astounded by the people that can sit there and like go through every single filter and be like well this I'm gonna listen to it all with this and I'm gonna listen to it all with this and figure out the exact little thing yeah yeah but yeah but like yourself you're saying like you're going down like a gear rabbit hole oh yeah like like I like I mentioned earlier that I've got guitars and I've got like um five or six pedals now and um I just like playing with this shit like I I think maybe more than comedian my ideal like 
job would just to be follow a band around and just like press buttons and make yeah. things like audio tech. Yeah, it's like what does a side keep keep cutting out in and out? It's like Taylor's just in the back. Yeah, this a good sound guy is a rare and beautiful. Yes, and it needs all like it's again diversity of tactics, right? Where it's like I cannot stand it like I know that I have like a bunch of great pedals and I just have one thing that I do with each of them yeah. and it makes the sound that I want I know that there's like 500 other possibilities that I could do with that exact setup mm-hmm. to make a totally different sound but I don't care I don't so care because I just want to do the thing that I do and oh. it's more about playing the instrument than anything yeah. whereas like a good sound tech would just or like anyone that's creative with like any audio engineering could be like I'll take the piece that you played and I will put it through whatever and it'll make it into this like epic beautiful beautiful thing and so we need both of those yes. we need like the artist and the engineer you will say thank you I'm and the so scientist such a yeah. and the scientist and, yeah. yes exactly like so there's so the scientist isn't that and a, the audio tech isn't, isn't that a no his part sorry go ahead fuck <laughs> <laughs> you isn't that a meme going around it's like art student humanity students and stem students yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. yeah right but it's like the overlap is so much more like yeah. they they go together like it's a perfect fuck, if we could just learn to talk harmony. to each other a little bit <laughs> this is a problem hey the stuff you do is valid the stuff you do is valid. Mm-hmm. Let's not kill each other for a second. I mean, I have a hard enough time convincing like clients that don't know music, like when I play cello for like a wedding. Yeah. You know, they're like, I want this. And I'm like, well, that's a full orchestra and I'm a solo cellist, so I'm going to have to get you to dial it back a little bit. I am one instrument with four strings. But then <laughs> when I'm talking to like an audio tech when I'm recording, I'm like, well, I need it to sound like a blah, blah, blah. And they're just like, what is that? Like, I need to figure out like a common language. So mm-hmm. over the last like, I think I've been recording for 10 years, and so I've gotten a lot better at communicating with techs and, like, here's where the mic should go and here's where this should go, like, for my best sound, but then it's up to you to, like, tell me what to do, and the producer then has to, like, have the right language to communicate with the musician. Yeah. Because if they're just like, that wasn't good, I'm going to get you to do it again, I'm going to auto-tune it, it's like, that just fucking kills all the spark in me, so, like... Figure out another. So we need to find a common language, you guys. I just need to have like an interpreter. We need like we need like artistic Esperanto. (laughs) (laughs) We need that. That's my poor name. (laughs) (laughs) You have to grow a mustache. (laughs) Hello, I am artistic Esperanto. Yeah, je am. (laughs) 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 Esperanto. I remember reading something in Esperanto, and I could understand it completely. God help you try to speak it. Yeah, but it's just, it's a mashup of all the European languages. It's like, it's fucking weird, but it works, actually. <laughs> it never got off the ground, though. God damn it. But, anyway, what I was saying is I value folks that, like, will sit and, like, play with all the pedals. Like, mm-hmm. friends of mine that have their pedal boards downstairs in the basement right now with, like, 20 pedals, and they know for this song I need to hit this one, and then it'll be this and this together, and then for the solo I'll hit this, 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 and this, and I'm just like, I just want... One button that makes me go, wow! <laughs> That's my favorite button. <laughs> so then I found it, and it's called a big muff. Yes. <laughs> it sure is. Muff muff. Was that, a big muff is the, is the... Distortion pedal. Is yeah. Good, or fuzz good, pedal, yeah. Fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> well... That about take us to the end of this. Yeah, man. Podcast. I don't know. I feel like I just talked over you then for the whole red last. <laughs> you just got pumped up. I got super pumped up. Yeah, I'm ready no. to go play some more music downstairs. Oh, I don't yeah. know why I'm making a beating you up motion. <laughs> don't beat me up, please. I'll have to do that thing where I put my hand on your forehead and you take wild swings in my general direction. <laughs> ready to go beat, blow some dicks off some kids. <laughs> 
We can't title the episode that. Blow dicks off kids. Blow dicks off kids. Not a recommendation from the CX. <laughs> Whatever Taylor tells you to do, it's not endorsed by us. Whether you hear it on his podcast or this one. Even though the idea was originally. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> so, brought to you by Salvation Army. Blow dicks off oh kids. Oh no! <laughs> That's very bad. <laughs> on that note. Thank you so much for being You're here, Taylor. You're very funny. Go see your stand-up. <laughs> Thank you. Where Go see your own stand-up, fucko. <laughs> Wait, hold on. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, check Taylor Taylor Murray out, the taylormurrayshow.com. Mm, yeah, or, or, or taylormurray.com, either or. M-O-O-R-E-Y. This episode is coming out on the 19th of December, so if you have any shows coming up in between that, like... Weird before Christmassy time. Do you I don't. Know th- I don't have any top? booked ones. I might just do some uh, open mics. Right. But uh, yeah. Right on. Rock and roll. Keep so. keep on the grind, bud. Yeah, for sure. Fuck yeah. Okay, your sisters aside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks for having me. Goodbye. Oh my god. <laughs>